Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us hear the word of God as we find it written in St. Luke's Gospel, reading there in the 19th chapter, beginning at the first verse. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus who he was and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much see also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Good morning, dear friends in Christ Jesus. I hope that you rested well, that it is nice to be here in God's house at this hour. Today, as you heard me say, is the second Sunday in Lent. It goes by the Latin name of Reminiscere Sunday. Reminiscere simply is the Latin word to remember. And the intro for the day begins with that Latin word, Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they have been ever of old. And so it gets its name. So today, as they remember Sunday, and I'm sure that on the basis of the text that I just read, Christ has much that he wants you and me to remember. The text is very fitting for this season of the church year. It tells about a man by the name of Zacchaeus. Jesus had come into the city of Jericho about 14 miles from Jerusalem. He was on his way to the holy city for the last time because soon he would suffer and die there on the cross of Calvary. And as he came out of the city, we are told that a man by the name of Zacchaeus had heard that Jesus was coming and he wanted to see him. And we are told that Zacchaeus, he was one of the chief of the tax collectors and he was a very wealthy man. You know, sometimes we may miss this story because we may say, what a prominent citizen was this man Zacchaeus. And yet I want you to know that even though he was the chief amongst the tax collectors and a very wealthy man, that man was looked upon as the scum of Jericho. There wasn't a respectable person in the city of Jericho who didn't feel he had a right to spit in that guy's face. They hated him, this man Zacchaeus, and you've got to know that. You see, Zacchaeus was a Jew, and when he sold out to his own people and went into the employ of the Roman government that had conquered his people, it was looked upon as treason. They hated him. And not only that, when he went to work for the Roman government, he went to work as a tax collector. And that meant that he had to give the Roman government so much and the rest was his. And he was crookeder than a dog's hind leg. He really collected taxes. They didn't like him in their day any more than some of us like tax collectors in our day. This man was the scum of Jericho, even though he had a lot of money. And again, he thought he had great political influence. Here was a man that was the scum 
scum. Here was one of those untouchables. The Jews looked upon tax collectors as being a class with the open harlots and the prostitutes. They couldn't think anything worse of them. They had no reputations. They stank as regards reputations. And again, they had no standing whatsoever. They were held in ill repute. This is the guy we're talking about this morning. Nevertheless, this man Zacchaeus, this fella again, who in the eyes of everyone, he simply had no status. He was looked upon with contempt. He heard that Jesus was coming and he wanted to see him. He had never seen him as far as we know before in his life. And as Jesus came out, why Zacchaeus came along and Zacchaeus looked in there. The crowds were on both sides of the road. He was a little shorty and he couldn't see. So there was only one thing to do. He saw a sycamore tree and he climbed up in a sycamore tree and he was waiting for Jesus to come. This man looked upon with loathsomeness and contempt who was held in ill repute by everybody in Jericho and they all thought who were respectable they could spit on him. And lo and behold, Jesus started coming out of the gate of Jericho heading for Jerusalem. And here was this Zacchaeus looking down and wanting to get a look at him. There was something he wanted to see him. And lo and behold, Jesus looks up and having never seen him before, he says, Zacchaeus, he called him the name. Zacchaeus, come on down. I'm going to be a guest in your house today. And Zacchaeus, flabbergasted, he crawls down out of that sycamore tree and joyfully says, oh, come to my home. And then we are told that the crowds that were lined up when they saw it, they looked with contempt at Jesus and they said, what kind of a Jesus is this that he would go to the home of a man like that? What's the idea of going out here, they would say, and here he is out slumming for scum. And Jesus, however, went along with this scummy guy, Zacchaeus, and he talked to him about him being the Savior of the world and the Messiah. And lo and behold, this scum of the city, this man Zacchaeus embraced Jesus Christ. And then Christ turned and he said something to those individuals who were criticizing him and said, what kind of a Jesus is this Jesus that he would go to some kind of a scum like Zacchaeus to his house and Jesus says, don't forget, salvation came to this home this day. This man was a lost son of Abraham. And then Jesus says, and don't forget that the Son of Man, he came to seek and to save the lost. Don't forget that I, the Messiah, I came into the world to save Zacchaeus's. I came into the world to save the scum of the earth. And today on Reminiscary Sunday, to you and me, respectable Christians, all of us, Jesus says, I'd like to have you remember this. I would like to have you to remember to thank and to praise me, not to criticize me, because I came into the world to seek and to save the Zacchaeuses, the dirty face. I came to save those of ill repute. I came to save those. I came to go slumming for the scum to save. Those who are the untouchables. Those who are the awfuls. Those where respectable people think they've got the right to spit in their faces. I want you to remember to rejoice and to thank me that I came into the world in order to seek and to save those who are the scum of the earth and the scum of the community. And you and I may say, oh, I'd like to do that. 
We who are respectable Christians, we may say, I'd like to thank and praise him. I would like to say I'll not criticize him. But we may say honestly, now I can't find one good reason why I shouldn't criticize him. You and I may start out and say, I'm a respectable Christian. And after all, what did he mean by cavorting with individuals like a Zacchaeus? What did he mean by going and hanging out with those who were the scum of the city? What did he mean by going with a man that was in such ill repute, a man whose reputation just simply stank to the highest heavens. After all, why did he do it? You and I may say, I can't find a good reason. I can criticize him. I can't find a good reason why he would spend any time with anybody like a Zacchaeus. And today Jesus would say to you and me, respectable Christians, I would like to have you remember to rejoice and to thank me that I came into the world in order that I might go and I might win the scum for salvation. And Jesus would say, I'd like to have you remember one good reason why I want you to praise me and never to criticize me. And Jesus would say it was this. If I hadn't come in order to seek and to save the scum, there would not be one human being in heaven. You wouldn't be there. I wouldn't be there. Only Jesus and the angels, not one human being, would be in heaven. Jesus would remind you and me this morning, if he hadn't come in order to go out and to do a little slumming in order to win the scum for salvation, you and I may stop a little bit flabbergasted. We may say, you mean to say, we who are so respectable, you mean to say, Jesus, that if you hadn't come in order to seek and to save the scum of the universe, that there wouldn't be one human being in heaven that it would be absolutely empty? And Jesus says, that's what I mean. You and I may stop a moment and say, well, is that true? And Jesus would remind you and me it is true because in the first place he would remind you and me that believe it or not, he knows that's pretty tough on you and me. He would remind you and me to believe that it's true because he would remind you and me to know there isn't any difference between the non-respectables and respectable people in his sight. We're just alike as two peas in a pod because all of us, without exception, Jesus would remind us we are all guilty of sin and we all stand under the condemnation of hell. We may say, wait a minute, you mean to say there's no difference between I, a respectable person, and a guy like Zacchaeus, who again is held in ill repute, the scum of the earth? Jesus would say, that's what I mean. You are alike as two peas in a pod. You and I say, wait a minute, this guy was crooked. This guy's sin showed. Jesus would remind you and me, you're only talking about symptoms. His symptoms are a little bit different from yours. But both of you have the same hopeless and fatal malady. Both of you have the same disease and that's sin. You know, sometimes we think we're so different from others, especially from the dirty face, from the untouchables, from the riffraff whose sin show. And Jesus would say, whether you're respectable or not, I don't see any difference. And to prove it, he said, look at yourself on the basis of the Ten Commandments. You and I may say, well, I come out a lot better than those who are non-respectable, these Zacchaeuses. And do we? God in the law, he asks you and me to walk before him and to be perfect, doesn't he? God says, I want a perfect life out of you, a 100%. 
And yet God says, if you sin against my law on any point, you are guilty of having broken it all and your score is zero. Then you and I, we look at his Zacchaeus and we say, did he put God first? No. Was he scored a hundred? It was zero. How about you and I? You and I put him first? What kind of a score do we have? If we've broken it, we have a score of zero too. Evidently, we're a sinner too. Thank God you can't go below zero, but we both got zeros. And we look at those of the Zacchaeuses and we say, how about taking God's name in vain? And how about despising the word of God? And how about not having respect for authority? And how about going out and killing? And then we look at ourselves and God says to you and me, have you kept it? Do you score a 100%? And you and I stand and we say, no, we've got a score of zero too. And so Jesus would remind you and me that I don't see any difference. You're alike as two peas in a pod. Your symptoms are different but your disease is the same. And so on down to the lawn, Jesus would say, how about thou shalt not commit adultery? We may say, well, look at the Zacchaeuses, those that, again, live in ill with you. What do they care? Here are the open prostitutes. You mean to say that I'm in a class with them? And Jesus said, have you ever thought any impure thoughts? Have you kept my sixth commandment? If you haven't, 100%, you've broken it, and your score is zero. And Jesus would say, I don't see any difference. How about being honest? Have you been honest with God? How about have you ever spoken any lies? Have you ever been covetous? And Jesus would say to you and me, I would have you know this, that if I hadn't gone, if I hadn't gone out to do the winning of the scum for salvation, there would not be one human being in heaven. Why? If you and I are in the same boat and we stand with the same malady sin and we stand under the damnation of hell, then if Christ had discriminated and said, I'm not going to come for the scum of the earth, then he would not have come for you and me because that would have been discrimination, wouldn't it? If he hadn't come for them, he wouldn't have come for us. And therefore, no wonder, he said, will you remember this? Will you thank and praise me that on the Jericho Road I went back and I spent a day with the Zacchaeus? Will you remember that I went back and I spent a day with the scum to save the scum? And if I hadn't come to seek and to save the scum, there would not be one human being in heaven, not you, not I. And therefore, oh, no wonder we ought to thank him when we stop and think, because only because he went back with the scum of Jericho, you and I have the assurance that he longs to save you and me too. If he hadn't longed to save this man again who was up in the sycamore tree, this Zacchaeus, we'd have no evidence that he would ever long and had ever come to save you and me. And that's why today, on this second Sunday in Lent, we ought to say, I guess I'm going to have to do some thinking, we who are the respectable ones, about those who have lost their respect, who stand as the non-respectable ones, who again stand in ill repute because their sins show. And we ought to thank Christ that he, he spent a day with the scum of Jericho. Then we ought to thank him and say it's only because of his grace that you and I aren't scum. How does it come that we are respectable and that our sins don't show like the sins of a man like Zacchaeus. It isn't because you and I are so good. It isn't because, again, we may belong to the middle class. When we stand, we say only by the grace of God. We didn't deserve that kind of love. So many of us reared in a Christian home where we had parents who cared. 
They thought enough of us to teach us the word of God. They thought enough of us to teach us what was right and wrong, to bring us to Sunday school, to bring us to church. We didn't deserve it. Why should you and I thank him? It's only by the grace of God that you and I don't stand as the Zacchaeuses, the outcasts, those whose reputations stink, those again who are nothing but at scum of the world. We ought to thank him and then we ought to say, thank God that I don't criticize Jesus because he went back and spent a day with a man like Zacchaeus. Oh, we're respectable Christians, aren't we? And it kind of hurts, doesn't it, when Jesus says, would you remember on this day that I want you to rejoice and I want you to thank me and I want you to praise me that I came into the world to seek and to save lost people like Zacchaeus those who are the non-respectable ones, those who are the scum of the universe, those, again, who stand in utter repute, those where respectable people think they can spit in their faces. I came to seek and to save them. And Jesus said, for a good reason, I want you to remember this. If I had not, there would be no human being in heaven. Heaven would be absolutely empty. You wouldn't be there and I wouldn't be there because Jesus reminds you there, there isn't any difference. Oh, believe it or not, in the second place, Christ would remind you we're just alike as two peas in a pod because whether we're respectable or whether we are not respectable, you and I are alike in this, respectable or not respectable. Again, Zacchaeuses or non-Zacchaeuses, we are alike in this fact that none of us can atone or do anything that would rescue our soul from hell, and none of us can ever earn salvation. We stand alike, don't we? Oh, the symptoms are different, but how about the malady? In sin, can you and I atone for our sins? Is there anything that you and I can offer God in exchange for our rescue from hell? And you and I would have to say no. Because if I've got a score to zero, how can I do any good things? How can I ever build up any righteousness whereby I would earn rescue from hell and whereby I would earn heaven? And Zacchaeus would stand and say, well, I know I haven't got any good works. I haven't got any righteousnesses that I can offer. I can't rescue my soul from hell. I can't atone. And I can't atone for heaven. So, you see, we stand alone. And if Jesus if he had discriminated when he came into the world and would said, I, I'm not coming to seek and to save the scum. If he had discriminated there, he would have had to have discriminated against you and me because, you see, there isn't any difference. The symptoms vary, but the disease is the same, and it's so hopeless. And again, we who are the respectables, and it's, again, the same in those who are not respectable. And therefore we ought to thank and praise him because it means this. The fact that he came and he spent a day with a guy like Zacchaeus, it gives you and me the assurance that on the cross he merited deliverance from hell and the gift of eternal life for you and me too. If he hadn't merited it for a guy like Zacchaeus, there would be no evidence that he had merited for us because we are so alike like two peas in a pod. If he had discriminated against the stub, he would have been forced in justice to have discriminated against you and me. What does this mean in your life and mind? It ought to mean this, that as I thank and praise him, 
Now that, even though at times I may wonder, why in the world did he cavort with a bunch like he did, the prostitutes and the harlots, and again, a guy like Zacchaeus, we ought to say to ourselves, I'm going to thank him. Because if he hadn't, you and I would never see heaven. There wouldn't be one human being there. Heaven would be such a lonesome place. And then we ought to show our thanks and praise to him by saying we're going to look upon the scum of the community the way Jesus did. And how did he do it? He hated the sin, but he always loved the sinner. He went back with Zacchaeus. He wasn't saying, Zacchaeus, I'm looking lightly on the kind of a life you live. I know the people of Jericho like to spit on you because they hate your guts. Because you've got it coming. Your sins show Jesus didn't go lightly on sin. He didn't overlook it in his love, but nevertheless, Zacchaeus was an immortal soul. And Jesus was interested, he was interested in going scumming because he wanted to gain this scum for the kingdom of God. Strange, isn't it, that again in our day people are talking about love. And yet there's somehow that he forgets his justice. That he goes easy on punishment. That he goes easy on sin. Jesus never went easy on sin. Let me tell you, Zacchaeus knew when Jesus was talking about him. Zacchaeus, you're lost, you're damned, but I love you. When you and I read the state of California gives up capital punishment because it's rather unconstitutional. It may be unconstitutional in a state, but let me tell you, it's not unconstitutional in God's Word. You see, if we can just get a Christ that forgets about justice, then the next thing is this. If he loves so much and therefore he forgets about justice, then there's no hell. There is no eternal punishment for sin. Then the church has lost its mission. The church has lost its purpose. How about capital punishment? Oh, I know there are those yelling, the Bible says thou shalt not kill. It says thou shalt not murder. Let's read it aright. Go back to Exodus 20, the word is Ratzak. It says thou shalt not murder. All murder is forbidden, but not all killing. In Genesis, God says, whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. When a man murders somebody else, that man's life shall be taken in Romans 13. God says about the government that it beareth not the sword in vain. It's got the right to use the sword in order to bring punishment. And let's know this, that let's not confuse justice with legal revenge. It is not legal revenge. Jesus Christ is just and he's holy. When again we start saying a man can go out and murder with impunity. Go out and murder all you want. We'll not put you to death because it's unconstitutional. It's not unconstitutional on the basis of the word of God. When you and I say we don't overlook sin. When we go out and we talk to the scum, we love them as Jesus loved them. But we don't go quietus on sin. The man in sin without Christ is lost, he's damned. And therefore, again, the assurance that this is what the church is. We're wondering what's happening in the church. We're forgetting that it's a hospital. The church is a hospital for damned souls to come in and hear about Jesus Christ, the dirty face and the clean face. 
those in ill repute and those that are respectable. It's a hospital. Some look upon the church's social status. You know, today, uh, it's not much of a social status. That's why many people are no longer going to church after the World War II. It was the proper thing to do. You joined the church because everybody else was. It's not a social status thing today. The church is a hospital. The church exists. Well, that again, lost and condemned scum of the earth, as well as respectable individuals who are lost and damned. May you hear a message that Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, came to seek and to save all men. That's the church. And it's about time if people joined on the basis of social status, no wonder they're staying away because there has never been a commitment. There has never been a surrender on their part. It was just something nice to belong to like you belong to a service club. Today is Reminiscory Sunday. Jesus says, will you remember this, that the Son of Man came to seek and to save the Zacchaeuses. I came to save those, the scum of the earth. I came to save the untouchables. I came to save those that stand in ill repute. Those whose reputations stink. Those who are not respectable and every respectable person thinks he can spit in their faces. And Jesus would say, I hope you remember to thank me for this one great reason, because if I hadn't come to save the scum, there would not be one human being in heaven, because it reminds us there just isn't any difference. We're alike as two peas in a pot. And I know that's strong language. That comes, we don't like to admit it, but Jesus reminds you and me, believe it or not, that we're alike as two peas in a pod because whether we are respectable or whether we are not respectable, whether we're scum or we think we are all of us have one great need, and that's Jesus Christ, and to repent and to believe in him. There is one need. No man can save himself. We all desperately need Jesus Christ, and because all of us, and because we're just alike as two peas in a pot, only the symptoms vary. Therefore, Jesus Christ came, and when he came for the Zacchaeuses, he would have you and me know that he would never have discriminated. He came for them, and thus assuring us that he came for us, and that eternal life and everlasting salvation, they are open to all who will repent and who will put their faith in him. And that means you and me, the respectable ones. If he hadn't come for the Zacchaeuses, we'd have no assurance of that deliverance from hell and eternal life were available right now for us. But thank God if he came for the Zacchaeuses, those in ill repute, but you and I know since there's no difference, he certainly came for you and me, the respectable ones, too. And it ought to mean this then, this morning, that we would take advantage of the opportunity, whether we are a Zacchaeus or whether we aren't, the opportunity to come to Jesus Christ and to reckon with him now. I admire that guy, Zacchaeus. He knew everybody hated his guts. He knew he was about as crooked as a guy could be. But there was a longing. He knew he was a sinner. He knew it. And therefore, again, if he could just see Jesus, what a surprise that man had. He took an opportunity, a little shorty. Yeah, a man with his money climbing up into a tree and looking down and just hoping that Jesus might look at him. Christ comes along and calls him by name. Zacchaeus, come on down. 
Christ goes back and they murmur and they grumble and they complain, but he goes back. Here's a soul. Here's, here's a soul that's longing for something. And Jesus talked to him about his eternal welfare. And this man comes to faith in Christ. And Jesus rejoiced and said, Salvation came to this man's house today. And to show that it had and it was genuine, Zacchaeus, his life changed. He said to Jesus, Now that I belong to you, half of what I got I'm going to give to the poor. And if any man comes to me that I've cheated, I'll penalize myself and I'll give him four times more than I took from him. Here was real repentance. Here was a changed life. Here was real faith in Jesus Christ. And I'd like to say, if there's any Zacchaeus is present this morning, I don't care how dirty-faced you are. I don't care how you may look. Jesus went slumming for scum like you, and I thank him that he did, because you see, friend, there's no difference. There is eternal life. Jesus came to seek and to save, again, those that are lost, the Zacchaeuses. And how about those of us who are respectable? Well, I think of a good friend of mine who was a very respectable man. I spoke to him a number of times about Jesus Christ, but I always got a brush off. Because, you see, being respectable, and he was, it was a fine moral life that he lived, and he lived by the light that he had, but he, he felt no need of Jesus Christ, and he told me so. And he just didn't know whether he liked the church or not, because there were some scummy people in the church, you see, in the hospital. Rather strange, isn't it? that you'd have sick people in the hospital. He just didn't know whether he wanted the church. But in the providence of God, one day he got very ill, so sick in the hospital that he sent for me. And I wondered what was going to happen. You know, God has ways. They're tremendous. And here came illness. When I talked to my man that was so sure that he, he didn't need Christ, he was a respectable person, I'll have you know. He didn't need the church. He didn't need to associate with the Zacchaeuses and, again, with the scum, not he. But when he was down flat on his back, he said to me, I perhaps am going to die. Then he said, I'm afraid to die. I'm not ready to die. Now, he says, I'm beginning to see that I am a sinner. Then he said this. He said, oh, I haven't gone out and committed adultery. I haven't gone out and stolen. But I have spit on my Savior. I have slapped him in the face. I have told him, I don't need you. And he said, I know I'm a sinner. God have mercy. And we prayed together. And again, that man surrendered to Jesus Christ because he was sure he was going to die. But he didn't die. He got out of the hospital. But it was not but just a few short weeks. He was driving his car again, and he missed a stop sign, and he crossed the highway, and he was killed instantly. Oh, again, what an opportunity it came. A sickbed for a man who, again, but he was so respectable. God brought him to his senses 
He didn't have a moment when death came because he had been one. This is the hour, respectable person. You may never get another chance again. If you can say, I'm sorry, I am a sinner. I put my faith and my trust in you, Lord Jesus Christ. This is salvation, and you can be sure, because one day on the way to Jerusalem, Jesus Christ coming out of Jericho, he went back, and he spent a whole day with the scum of that city, because he had come, you see, to seek and to save scummy people. And that means that he most surely came to save you and me. Oh, to walk the glory road in this Lenten season, to be able to thank him, to be able to sing with joy and say, oh, thank goodness you had the heart for the scum, to seek and to save all the wretched and lost. My Jesus has come among men. His own precious blood was the marvelous cost at which he redeemed us from sin. Amazing wonder of love divine. The Savior giveth his life for mine. His blood is that fountain flowing so free with grace and pardon for me. What a Christ. He came to save the scum so that you and I would know we can still go to heaven. What a Christ. Amen. The peace of God which passeth all human understanding, keep and unite your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.